Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's up, guys? Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. How y'all doing? We're doing good, boy. Good to have you. Hey, good to see you, Eric. Good to have, good to have me here? Good to have you here. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's 100% correct. Doug? Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> How's it's, it going? <laughs> it's all right to have you here, too. Not bad, right? I mean, we'll put up with you. We're in the studio. You, mustache is looking primmed up and proper there, Doug. Thank um, you, man. Welcome to that. the podcast. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for the support. Uh, we appreciate everybody. Uh, we don't plug this enough, but if you would, wherever you're listening, will you just like subscribe, give us a like, share it up, leave a review, leave a comment, anything helps on all social platforms, whatever. We're banned on the TikTok for a month. Um, shout out to Post and Deer on TikTok. Go to iTunes and tell us your favorite... Uh I always like say like, "Hey, tell us your favorite sandwich," and then people like just yeah, comment always, their favorite sandwich yeah. on there. It's funny. We are <laughs> uh, we're still doing the YouTube comment giveaway. So on our new YouTube videos, if you comment, uh, we already selected a March winner, um, and we we do them a little delayed, so you got some time to get your comments on there. Um, another announcement: um, we're drawing tonight. We're going to draw the winners of the trade show giveaway prizes, yep. and the. You can't kill big bucks if your wife sucks. If it's not already out by the time this launches, that bumper sticker, we ordered them. There's limited quantities right now. As I said, is that going to be a limited quantity thing, or are we going to have oh. a bunch of them? Uh-oh. What are we doing, Kurt? I, you want to know the truth? Yep. I, I, right now, I, I'm seeing a limited quantity, but I'm expecting to make a reorder because I love the saying so much. Yep. Um, because like I can think of, I want to stick them on everything already, like as a selfish Thing. So what you're saying is when we get them in, we're going to steal them all to put them on uh, toolboxes and refrigerators of our personal stuff that we're going to have to order more. I didn't is that what you're saying? I didn't account that in when I made the order. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be ordering So that's more. what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to make myself I mean, right dumb. here is about perfect. Hey, uh, see? You see? <laughs> Just saying. Hey, rednecks love stickers, and I'm a redneck. 
The podcast huh? is presented by Elite Excuse Archery. Me? Shout out to Elite the Envision. You mailed yours out to Shooter's Archery to get set I did, up, I did. I contacted Josh. I'm like, hey, is there any way you could set this up without me being there? He's like, ship it to me. I got you. That's pretty cool. Um, if you're looking for a new bow, if you haven't got one and it's on, you're in the market for it, probably order it now. Um, you can order it on Elite Archery. Um, use code WCB. Have it shipped to a local dealer and set up at a local dealer. Everybody wins. It's a beautiful thing. To win-win, uh, brother. Check to out win, Elite Archery. Win, brother. Um, big time, man. You guys are using your supplemental feed. Mr. Yep. Iowa Boys, more yep. than two. Got it out already, man. Got to get them nutrients in them while they're growing the mantlers. Got to get them you know? big racks. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm just going to do fall plots, I think, but I do want to get some borderline in. Mm-hmm. So I need to start thinking about this that. This is the time to do that. It's getting there, yeah. So I got my little uh, working class tractor is going to be chug a lug and all 17 horses. <laughs> just <laughs> God damn. Might, We might have to give her a little tune job, get her up to 18, you Dude, know what I'm saying? Uh, any ideas you got for that thing? <laughs> I need it. Whether, what kind of exhaust I got at Motion Raceworks? Oh, we can, we can hook you up. Yeah. Custom, stainless. Get a tuner on that thing, huh? That's right. Yeah. It's pretty pretty barbaric, but get it that big time in the ground. Uh, Borderline's going to be my flagship for the spring. Um, I got some things in the works, too. I got some ideas. Um, Scent Crusher. Scent Crusher, the Halo series, uh, yep. killing it. They got some new ozone units out there uh, designed to be basically on the go. Mm-hmm. So whatever you want to do with them. But the roller bag's going to be put to use here. We got Bear Camp oh, at yeah. the end of this month. Um, going to be... Rolling on out to Bear Camp and using the Halo series because you don't need an outlet if you have your unit charged. Uh, so check out Scent Crusher. It is all in one bag. Not only is it scent eliminating, it's great. Be the best smell, Be the best smelling guys in Bear Camp. You ain't kidding. That's right. You ain't kidding. Or will we? You don't even smell us. You, hit <laughs> you don't know what we smell like because you ain't going to smell us. Hey, you're just not on the radar. And that's, like, <laughs> and that's the goal. Um, old Barn Taxidermy. Uh, I, I forgot. This week, I didn't go. I have a my doe and my whitetail is done. You dingus. Man, I don't even have my rack there. <laughs> you don't? No. Get it in there. They're probably waiting. Sam's supposed to let me know. Mine's Take there. It. I'm just waiting for the phone call. Not far behind. You shot something? So I'd get it in there. Once. Old Barn Taxidermy, they're doing their turkey giveaway. We, uh, I think when I go there, we're going to do the working class bow hunter uh, shoulder mount giveaway from last season. If you nope. went in and said you were a listener, they got put into an entry. So that drawing is still to come. It's just a lot of the stuff's delayed because of trade shows. Yeah, hey, I so. put my name in for that, too. I don't think you'd count. Oh, okay. We just want to see if he'd win. <laughs> they draw my just name. To see. He, put, he put one in uh, out of all those. Yep. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, Loophole Optics, man. We're rocking 10 by 42s RX right. full draw, performance eyewear. Um, confirmed, Loophole is an official sponsor of the 2022 Working Class Bowhunter shoot, June 11th. So Woo. that saying, you don't want to miss this one, yeah. boys. So there's some performance eyewear is going to be and there, gross. maybe some binos, maybe some range finders. I mean, you want to know my opinion? Who's doing it in the optics game? Loopholds are doing it. That's right. They I don't agree. do anything half-ass. And that goes from shirts to hats to what they're known for, rifle scopes, binos, spotting scopes, range finders, performance eyewear. Their merchandise? Top-notch. Loophold. They mess around. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to kind of contact them. Like, who do you guys use? Because it's all. Hey, who? You know what they say? Bitch. <laughs> Bitch, please. They don't say that. They're great people. But, but that's what I would say if I was them. <laughs> right. Now, Leupold is, they don't do anything half-assed. It's a beautiful thing. Um, Trophy Line. Trophy Line probably is a partnership that shocks some people yep. for us because it is primarily a saddle hunting company. 
Um, they focused on American-made, American-made saddle coming down the line, some badass pack setups, uh, the EDP platforms, um, mini sticks. I mean, they got it all. That's your forte in mobile hunting. They got it for you, and they're great people. And I don't know what our launch schedule is. They're coming to the studio. That's right. So we're going to do a full depth on there. Oh, and there's a code. Um, hold on. Stand by. We have a code for Trophy Line. You might see us on video. Not you. Maybe. Have you used a saddle before, Eric? Nope. Me neither. Um, well, damn it. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> it is going to be a little interesting. <laughs> I don't want to be wrong on the code. I don't know what nervous. to do. I wrote it down. I don't have the code on there. Yeah, obviously you didn't write it down. Oh, yeah, you did. I just want to say the wrong code. I always say the wrong codes. <laughs> that's why we get so many emails. Hey, that's the wrong code. Oh, it's just WCB. Oh, perfect. That's easy to remember. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So check out Trophy Line. Great people. Great products if you're trying to be El Mobile. Um, and then, uh, Doug, you got a... That was Spanish for mobile. Um, do you have a... <laughs> what's up? <laughs> you got a veteran shout-out yeah, now, or do yeah. you want to wait for the mid-roll? <laughs> Um, I'll do it now. Cool. Uh, this one's submitted by Nick Hermes, and the veteran is Tony Van... The veteran shout-out is brought to you by HHA USA and HHA Sports. Doug, you failed. You, well, I was just skipping around. I say it all the time, so I was, you know... You got out. comfortable. <laughs> you got caught. <laughs> You're 30. He's a scout sniper. Damn, okay. Oh, dang. I'm listening. Okay. Said Tony served in Afghanistan out of high school in the late 2000s and early 2010s. After his first deployment, he enrolled in successfully completed scout sniper training after serving time in the Corps. The Corps. Sorry. God damn it. Uh, Tony turned his attention to becoming one of the best whitetail hunters I've come to know. He followed in the footsteps of the beast, of the beast tastic, tactics like Dan Infault, killing several mature bucks over the last three seasons, including a 178-inch public land giant. Damn. Central Wisconsin woods in early November. Very cool. I had the pleasure of helping track and drag this beast and experienced. I'll never forget. Thanks, Tony, for all you've done for our country, and it's been a pleasure watching you drop Wisconsin and Minnesota Giants year after year. It's an honor to call you one of my best hunting buddies. Uh, he's an avid bow hunter for whitetails and trapper for coyotes and fox. So uh, thank you for your service, Tony, and thanks for showing, uh, submitting that, Nick. Thanks, Nick, for the submission. Tony, shout out to you, brother. You sound like a Stone Cold killer right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. A sniper to a sniper, yeah. to being a ninja in the deer woods. Yeah. Right. Can, hey. I get a, can I just give a shout out to Travis Kissel quick? Because the other day I, I posted a thing on my Snapchat of uh, Joe Dirt. Uh-huh. And he's like, every time Doug reads a, a, a vet shout out, it's like Robbie on Joe Dirt when he's like, <laughs> you know, when he's reading the note. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't remember what he says, but he's like, do not tell Joe <laughs> Here, that on. I met his parents. <laughs> That's pretty funny, but uh, eat shit, Travis, you nerd. It's pretty funny. Yeah, you kind of are the M in there. We, uh, oh, right here? I don't read sometimes good. You don't do a good time at good reading. Um, Tony sounds like a badass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to you, man. Cheers, oh, here. Man. Here. If Joe calls, don't tell him I found his parents. <laughs> that, is, that 
is you, Doug? When me. he when he, I had to screenshot it and send it, Doug, because I'm like, it's so perfect. You're an engineer, bro. Yeah, we don't read. Do real not loud. tell Joe. I shit. found his parents. <laughs> XO XO. Uh, I love that. That's pretty good. I'm sorry, Doug. That's not funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my gosh. Oh, good for you, Doug. Thanks for being here. Thanks for reading the veteran chat. It's a great service you provide to our show. But doesn't mean we can't give you shit about it. I'm glad I could be here. This podcast, I had a lot of fun on this one. We yep. think you guys will enjoy listening to it. Kendall is the man. Um, talk about a successful businessman, a smart guy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, building companies left and right and buying new warehouses because the companies have been taken off. Yeah, it's pretty so, cool. I, yeah. I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of future podcasts with Kendall. Yeah, absolutely. So hope you guys enjoy this one. Let us know what you think. Comment, share it up, and uh, give us some reviews. We appreciate Just comment that we need him in studio. Tag him. Do all that kind of stuff. Well, that's a good idea. You know what I I'm like saying? That. Hey, tag him in it. Be like, hey, we need you in studio because it'd be a lot better podcast. This is a good one, but I agree. Just do it. Yeah. Cool. Enjoy it. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Jury from Jury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munson, Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Podcast. Working class bow hunter. Podcast. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. All right, working class bow hunter podcast. We're here in the studio and via Zoom, or if you're listening on audio podcast, phone call for you. Uh, Kendall Card is joining us on the show this week, man. Thanks for coming. Fellas, I'm super psyched to be uh, be on board. Thank you. Yeah, well, first of all, we appreciate the partnership. Uh, Black Ovis on the CC Hunt Files, us with Camo Fire. Um, a lot to talk about. Um, a lot of different angles we could attack this podcast, I think. But <laughs> I think we should start with you introducing yourself because you're if anybody lives on YouTube and looks up products, they've seen you talk on a video on YouTube. That's where I know you from. Yep. Dude, that's, it's funny you say that because I was, uh, and I don't, I mean, I'll have kids. I've got some kids in the neighborhood like, dude, I saw you on YouTube. And I'm like, listen, it's not that hard to get on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. Just Anybody gotta, can be there. Just got to have a camera. But I was, I was at the, uh, the total archer challenge in Michigan last year. And I was, uh, just, I mean, when, when I'm, I just, I was just in my own zone and by myself, I'm just, I'm, I'm eating breakfast and I happen to be where all the people were coming in and out of the, uh, the restaurant there at the, at the, at the lodge. And some guy walks by and he kind of looks at me and he keeps walking and he double takes and looks back at me. And I kind of just gave him that, Hey dude, yeah. just enjoying my breakfast. And he goes, and he comes back, he goes, I just got to say, hi, you're the guy on YouTube that talks about all that hunting gear. And I'm yeah. like, Bro, like it's, <laughs> it's it's nothing really. Seriously, did he ask for your autograph? 
Oh, thankfully, no. But, uh, <laughs> Put you in an awkward spot. That's cool, though, love, man. It shows that. I love talking gear, though. It's yeah. I mean, I, I've always, I mean, kid with the most gear and toys in the in the garage wins, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. But, I mean, all the videos Listen are this. informative, you know. It's like if you look up anything about crispy boots, I mean, that's where people are going to see it probably mm-hmm. first, you know. But um, And we'll get into that. But can you break down that? Is it, Can we talk about the relationship between the brands? Like, how's that all work out or do we just yeah, want to dive no, into each one individually no that's wide open let me just lay kind of lay out the landscape so we uh so mark and i started um crisp or camel fire sorry i'm getting confused myself we mm-hmm. started camel fire in 2008 we were trying to launch in 2007 we launched uh, october of 2008 after a couple of years we had uh, we had a clothing company called core four element um that we started and then uh, easton came to us a couple of years later and said we want this and we said it's not for sale. And they said, we really want it. And we said, it's still not for sale. And they really wanted it. And so we sold it. Um, <laughs> it's funny how that works. <laughs> I suppose the, the adage of everything has its price is, is indeed true. Right. But we, uh, at the same, right at that moment, we knew we were going to launch Black Ovis. So it was actually a good thing because we, we would have been too too d- divided uh, to be able to actually pull that off. And so, and we had two really good employees that are still employed with, with Camelfire Black Ovis that helped us launch that and thank goodness that they were there. But we, uh, so we launched Black Ovis, um, you know, four years later. And then about six years ago, a little over six years ago, we had an opportunity through a series of events to uh, become the North American distributor for Crispy. Mm-hmm. So Mark and I set that up as a separate company um, uh, crispy us. And then, uh, we ran both of them under the same roof until literally about four months ago. Oh, really? And then moved crispy. We outgrew. So we were in a previous warehouse, came to this building, uh, outgrew this building. Camel fire needed more space and crispy needed more space. And so we gave crispy the boot and now Mark, and that's about a 30 minute drive from here. So Mark spends the bulk of his time at crispy and I still collaborate with him on that. Mm-hmm. And then I spend the bulk of my time here at Camel Fire Black Ovis, and and uh, he kind of collaborates a little bit with with me on that. So it's uh, it's kind of a it's been an interesting last few months as we've divided and conquered, yeah. um, literally in different spaces. But that's kind of the the background of the the two different companies and how we've been uh, involved for about 13, 14 years now. Man, that's awesome. kick-ass. That's yeah. some successful businesses yeah. there. If you're everybody needs more room and things are just it's un- probably kind of hectic. But if you need more warehouses, that's always a good thing, <laughs> right? Dude, it, it's <laughs> we've had some crazy things over the years of outgrowing spaces, and yeah. uh, I mean, we had a, our sec third warehouse. There was a time where we were actually we would pull pallets in. Thank goodness Utah has good weather because we would pull <laughs> we roll pallets into the into the warehouse end of the day at the beginning of the day we'd have to roll them out into the parking lot to actually conduct business and then we would roll them back in at the end of the next day <laughs> Just and it was and then if it was a few times it rained there was actually a semi truck in that back trailer in that back little parking lot and we would roll the pallets under the semi and then take cardboard and put it on top of the rest of the pallets uh, so they wouldn't get wet it was uh <laughs> it was nuts man so we we've we've literally gone to the brink with warehousing space uh you know, multiple times. Every time we 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 move, um, it, it basically the last six months are just you want to just punch you know punch yourself through the through the, <laughs> through the wall. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. Uh, moving to a new warehouse, like you look at it totally empty before you rent it, and then you put everything in uh, there, and you're like, I don't know if this is big enough. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, we've 
we three years ago we moved in this building it's fifty thousand square feet and we thought there's no way we'll ever fill this thing yep. up and three years later it's to the brim um so good problem yeah yeah well that's uh but it's been a fun ride so far um started in a basement and here we are today keeps you busy for sure that's kick-ass yep. man and so let's start with camel fire because camel fire got popular with our friends group well years ago mm-hmm. and it, it, it ended up being we would all send each other the links on the deals that day Nice. And then I think more and more people learned about it in the Midwest, but there's still a fair amount of people who are still learning about it in the Midwest. But the way we promote it, Doug's, I love the way Doug promotes Camel Fire because, you know, like when your <laughs> wife goes to Target, Doug doesn't have this problem. Your wife goes to Target and spends money, and then you just find out about it when she, you see the Target bag. Yeah, Doug yeah. always says you delete your browser history when you've been shopping on Camel Fire <laughs> so your wife doesn't know <laughs> where you're shopping for deals. Dude, we've heard, I've heard so many stories. Uh, I remember when we first implemented PayPal on the website years ago (laughs) and man, dudes would come out. They were like, thank you so much. I've (laughs) I've got this fund over here. I've been hiding it from my wife. In in the PayPal account? (laughs) Yeah. I got guys that'll ship ship to like a buddy's house or to their dad's house or to their work. Uh, My funny, (laughs) funny story early on when we were probably in our third warehouse, there was this guy that uh, his name was Brad and he used to come by our warehouse. We, it was funny. Our first and second warehouse, we locked the front door cause we didn't want people coming by. Mm-hmm. And so the locals would recognize like, Oh, the back door is open. So they would just come. We had to just walk in the back of the warehouse and, and like, Hey guys, what's up? And they just wanted to hang out. Like, like at the garage sale. <laughs> We're trying to connect. <laughs> what do you got here? here. <laughs> yeah, so, but this, this one guy, Brad, he was that way, but he, he was a super nice guy. Come by all the time, bought a ton of stuff. My business partner's at uh, at the grocery store, and he bumps into Brad, and it's like, you know, he said it was late one afternoon. You know, they, he was shopping after work, and Brad, they're just chumming it up, and the wife is standing there, and then Brad turns to his wife, and she's, he said she was super pleasant. Oh, nice to meet you, this and that, and then Brad goes, this is the guy that owns Camel Fire, and she, he said that her expression just went stone cold, and she's like, I freaking hate your website. <laughs> we get boxes every week. I'm so tired. I mean, she just started like tearing in. I mean, he's like, okay, Brad, I'm out. Like, I'm out. <laughs> look at the time, Brad. Got, I'm out oh, of here. She just got aggro, but it, it's funny. We've, we've had, I've had spouses that are just like, oh man, I hate your web. I mean, they're nice about it, but they're like, I hate your website. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a cool, I, it's a cool concept. And how did, how did you guys think of that? Uh, so it was, I mean, we didn't create the wheels. Uh, there was a website called Woot, uh, that, that Amazon ended up buying and it was one deal per day mm-hmm. and it was, a like a flash, you know, some sort of cheap, super crazy rad deal. They did, mostly did electronics. Um, I work, I used to work for a company that did uh, something similar in the outdoor industry. Um, like, like backpacking, you know, hiking, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, when I left there, uh, I called Mark up and said, Hey, what, uh, I said, man, I'm I'm just kind of out on my own. I'm doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I said, what are you uh, What are you up to? Let's start a business because we had always talked about starting a business together. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, sweet. What what sort of ideas you got? And then he told me a couple ideas. I told him a couple ideas, and then he said, you know what I really want to do? He said, I want to start a, a site like Woot, but for hunting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, that'll never work. <laughs> That's like a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm all. I I, I said, I I'm just said, well. 
let's do this other thing and you can go do that thing. And, and it kind of percolated. It kind of like after a couple of days, I thought, man, I'm an idiot if I don't do that with him. Yeah. And I called him up again and said, Hey, are you still going to do that hunting thing? And he goes, Oh yeah, I've got three, three or four other guys that want to go in with me on this. And I'm like, dude, I'm in Yeah, I'm in. That FOMO. And then yeah, uh, yeah. through, through a course of, of a, of a while, a few handful of months and some random things that happened in the lives of the other guys that were, were going to start with us. It ended up being just Mark and I, and when the dust settled. So very cool. We, uh, we pieced together, but it wasn't like that, that we came up with the idea of the concept, but what guys see today is, is, you know, we offer 80 deals per day right now. Mm-hmm. We started and it's back yeah, to back, back. So if something sells out, it just fills in with something else. Sometimes other times we let, we allow it to just show sold out and that's gone. But when we first started, it was one item per day. It would go up at, at 11 p.m. Uh, mountain time. Uh, and then it once it sold out, it was done. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't sell another thing. Then we started having guys like, come on. Like, you got to more. Tell me that. Yeah. yeah. We need something else. So we started doing back-to-back one item. And it was like, so it'd sell out at 11 a.m. And then maybe like, uh, you, know, you know, maybe at uh, like 2.30 it sold out. And the next item sold out. Then we expanded it and guys were just like, we got to see more deals. Yeah. So we expanded to six um, different items. And then, I mean, it just went crazy from there. <laughs> we, snowball from there. We, but we, it was, it was crazy is, is it, it started out as one, one item per day. And our first, our first item we sold out was a, was a Gerber knife that my dad had picked up at the Gerber factory, which I, I grew up in Portland, Oregon. And so, and they're right there in Portland. He had picked it up and he had sent it down to me just as like a, Hey, got a cool knife for you. And, and I remember Mark and I, we just had clothing and a couple others. We had some Primo stuff and her specialty had some Mossy Oak camo. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, dude, we got to get some more variety. And I said, well, I got this knife. My dad sent me I'm like, I get it brand new. We could sell it. So took a picture of it, wrote a little description, threw it up on the site and it sold out. We had one quantity of yeah, one yeah and our friends i mean i remember it was probably the second week or third week <laughs> i remember our friend we had just a handful of friends like dude you guys sold out you're killing it you must be so <laughs> you <stoked."> sold one <laughs> oh yeah we still sold one and it was, but the, perception, money bags. <laughs> the perception was that uh, that there's there's scarcity or and then and there's yeah. urgency and so uh it's funny to to think about i mean that was a you know i mean yeah we we made, I don't know, 10 bucks or 12 bucks or whatever. What do we put it for? Yeah. Hey, but, just that one, the, li- that one little detail though, of like you selling all that one item makes people think like, oh, there's not that many. So we got to buy, we got to buy them up right away. Hey, absolutely. Whatever it, works. It, it, it's been like that since, you know, we've had items that we've, we've got hundreds of, and we've got items we have 12 of, or yeah, right. six of, or, and, and no one ever, you know, no one ever knows. So it's, it's been pretty dang fun watching it go from, you know, that one item to, to now we offer 80, you know, per day. And, and, uh, and, and it's changing we, every day, right? Like every single day. Yeah. That's so, so it's awesome. never, and you might, but you might see something that, that you're like, Oh, I saw that, you know, last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, we, we will, we'll bring stuff back until basically it's gone. And it's, and it's not like a regular website where we can just get stuff, um, like over and over and over again. A lot mm-hmm. of times it's just stuff that we have, X amount, and once it's gone, it literally we we cannot get it again. Yeah, right. uh, but some items we can, but it's uh so it, it's funny to us too because we internally will we might let's say we had like I remember early on we worked with Badlands a ton and they were awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and 
we had, I remember we had, we had bought a pack from them, the 2200 and the color that, you know, I think it was a, like a max one that they were changing. And we had, I mean, no joke. I think we probably had 600 of those things. Yeah. Um, pallets and pallets and pallets of packs. And we would list it and list it and list it. And invariably the moment it sells out, like literally the last one's gone, we would get phone calls that next day. Hey man, I've been looking for that Badlands pack. When are you going li- to list that again? Like, are you kidding me? It was on there forever. <laughs> I saw it a few times. I just didn't pull the trigger. It's like, it's how it works. It's out. Sorry. So Oops. it's funny. It's been super funny Oops. on uh, stuff like that. It's cool, man. Like I like getting on there when we when we do our reads for Camo Fire, and like we'll just go through the deals that mm. day while we're doing them to show that it is different, and it's a fun. It's a fun deal like if you're looking for i mean just example bow hooks for your tree stand yeah, oh, yeah. it's a good website to check because you're gonna get a deal on it um, oh yeah or like blind chair i mean everything but you know for i think midwestern tree stand hunting i'm always looking for bow hooks so i always keep one on me and then i'll set west stand and i'll leave it there for the next time i climb that tree and I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Back you, in back in the day, I had to delete the app because uh, I thought I was gonna take out a second mortgage on my house. You know, was <laughs> <laughs> ordering shit left and right. Dude, you're you're, you're one of many. I've had a lot of guys like, dude. I'm so sorry to tell you this, but I I deleted your app. It's cool. I get it, bro. <laughs> Don't want to ruin your marriage or yeah. your bank account. Good so. problems. The problem was I was single at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's there to tell you no. Yeah. Right. You you had a realization with yourself. With myself, yeah. <laughs> right. I had a problem. Yeah. Sounds you bad, but. You did an intervention with, with yourself. Mm-hmm. Sat yourself down after work <laughs> with a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Eric. Right yeah, before that? you close, you're like, oh, there's one more thing. <laughs> well, oh, shit. The deal came up before I delete it. 40% off. <laughs> <laughs> Just this last one. Yeah. Just one, 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 one more item. More. I love it. So that's, uh, I love that website. Gino, our buddy, shout out to Gino. He's in our group. We call the WCB OGs, and he's always sending deals like, that's nice. I think I learned about Camel Fire from him. Yep. Um, I think so, yeah. But going in like going to Black Ovis, I I don't think I knew about it until I went went to go on my first western hunt. My buddy oh. Jeremy from Buckstorm, he lives in the Dakotas and he buys like everything through Black Ovis. And he goes, um, I just needed some gear that you know, I had whitetail stuff. So we were I was going with him on a over the counter elk hunt for the first time, I'm like, hey man, I need boots. I need some other gear. So he's like, just go here. So he sent me the link. And I remember what's what stood out to me to Black Ovis. Like I ordered Krispies through there and some like base Merino Black Ovis branded ones. Um, hell, I don't remember what else we ordered. Basically everything you need. I think we ordered a tent. But you guys have everything for everything, really. Any type of hunting you want to do. But I remember calling and asking about some boots before I ordered them. And like everyone that I, I've called there a couple times, everyone I talked to like knew about it. It wasn't mm. like I didn't get the 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 vibe that they just guessed and told me like they, you know what I mean, acted like they knew. Yeah. I actually got like advice from whoever I talked to back then when I called. So that always stood out to me, and that's always kind of my reference when I like send Black Ovis to other people, like hey, buy your gear here type of thing. Um, so. Doing that is that a challenge to hire people that are knowledgeable in the products, or is it kind of just come with the the industry and being inside it? Uh, yes and no. There, I mean, it's we we really anyone that's answering the phones outside. Of, I mean, literally Jenny, she's our longest uh, longest employee. 
um, she doesn't hunt and she, but she sat in the same office with me for a couple of years. And I mean, she could talk probably gear better than most people I know in the hunting industry, mm-hmm. just cause she's just been a student of it. But outside of her, just everyone that answers the phone is a hunter or has hunting experience. And, and I'll still, I mean, I still pick up the phone. I, I actually really enjoy it. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. it might sound weird to, to a lot of people. And, and, uh, I've had guys, I'll answer the phone. They're like, you're like the guy. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> you're the guy on YouTube. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> or I'll get people like, man, tell your manager that you did a great job on the phone today. I appreciate the info. I'm like, I'll let him know. <laughs> hey, t- hey, take the survey at the end of this call. <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah. it, you know, it's uh, we want to make sure Black Ovis is purpose. We've always always knew we would start something like Black Ovis because it, it you know, we're better partners with the brands we work with by having uh, you know, their latest and greatest as well as the discounted stuff on on uh, Camel Fire. And we can serve our customers better by having both outlets. But the uh, we always our our goal for Black Ovis was always to be the, the best resource for the top, uh, the best gear that you could want to use mm-hmm. outside of the. Outside the gun, the weapon and the ammo, um, everything else that you would need for a hunt, you can find on Black Ovis. Yeah. And, and so finding people, I mean, we, we put guys through some pretty good training. If they're like, we have, we have a guy that came in and he's, he's straight up like a gun guy. Like mm-hmm. he's doesn't know a ton about archery and it took a while for him. And, and, but he's also real honest. I've heard him say many times where he'll say, Hey, listen, I'm not an expert in that, in archery. I'm, I'm just kind of getting my feet wet can I pass you to someone that knows a little bit more about that? And, and I think rather than, Hey, let me BS you through like what, what rest you might need or what arrow configuration you might want. Um, we try and tell our guys just, Hey, don't, don't be shy about telling a customer like, Hey, let me get you to someone that knows more about this product yeah. than, than I do. Which uh, is awesome. Even yeah, though, a lot. Yeah. yeah, we try to, you know, we try to be experts in everything. The reality is, is, is we may not be, each guy may not be an expert in everything, right? So yeah, well, I think um, that shows a lot of respect to your paying customer. You know, like if mm-hmm. if I was in that situation, like, hey, let me pass you to the next guy, I'd be like, ah, oh, cool. You know, I think that's, I mean, honestly, man, that's the best way to be about everything. People believe yeah. in you more a little when you're like that. That makes sense. So it's uh, it, but it it's it's been it's been awesome. We um, uh, to run to to have launched and run Black Ovis, but it's uh. You know, it's it. There, there's plenty of places guys can buy gear. Some of it the same gear, and so things like that, like you just mentioned, um, we hope to differentiate ourselves and be, mm-hmm. be a real resource for for people, not just a place to. Because if you want a place to just buy stuff, go to Amazon, right? But if you want a place to get good insight, uh, you know, comprehensive info, like honest feedback on the phone or or via the web, um, th- that's where we can differentiate ourselves mm-hmm. from. You know, uh, just some random place to pick up, you know, a piece of gear. Yeah, right. I kind of have fun going through Black Ovis because you can filter by brand. You guys carry so many different brands. But, like, if I'm looking for game bags, you know, because we don't use game bags hardly ever in the Midwest. But when you go out west, it's nice no. to have that type of thing. Typically, I always use Clint Casper's game bags because I never have any on hand. <laughs> but that's <laughs> that's just the way it works. But uh, one of the things I think that stands out on Black Ovis, and we've sent a lot of people to Black Ovis because we work with Victory Arrows. They're one oh, of yeah. our partners. And everybody knows from the we did a podcast with Victory about the carbon shortage, and that's not Victory's problem. That's a carbon problem in general, um, just getting the material. But the Arrow ID Builder is something we've sent a lot of people to Black Ovis mm-hmm. for that want to um, get a certain arrow or have it done a certain way or set up a certain way. And we've been 
promoting that, but can you break down what the Arrow ID Builder is for people who are unfamiliar? Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm. I think the Arrow ID Arrow ID we created for guys that want to you know they want an arrow to look a specific way, but they don't have the time or the capability to build it. So it's a custom custom building uh, platform. We wrote you know uh, custom software to fit within our our store. So you can go on there and select any model you want, uh, any of the vein configuration you want. You can change colors. Like you can have, you know, obviously, like if you're doing three-fledged, two one color, one the other. Whether you want to wrap or not, change the knock out. And it shows you all of this kind of like as you're building it. Um, it's it, it really is. I mean, I until last year, I, I've never had anyone build an arrow for me. I've always built melon arrows since I started uh, bow hunting like 10, 11 years ago. And, and I'm just, I got to a point last year where I was so dang busy. It's funny. I, 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 I'm selling people gear and telling people about gear and I'm the last person that I shop for. Um, mm-hmm. and I actually had one of our gals build my arrows. Um, <laughs> and it's like, it's per, it's for the guy like me that's so busy and is, is like, I can do it, but I just want it done right in a specific way. So you design it, you create it. Um, you know, you if you want inserts, you know, add it or no, if whether you want to cut or uncut, maybe the guy's going to just, Hey, build the back end for me. Let me, you know, let me figure out, I want to get more advanced FOC or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So uh, you design it, buy it, and then we'll custom build it and ship it. Um, when we get in the busy time, which is, you know, basically June on uh, it's somewhere in that one to three week build. So we created a thing called lightning build where mm-hmm. you can pay a little bit extra to get to the, to the front of the line. We'll build your, your order within two to three business days and ship it. So damn, it's, it's, uh, it's been super cool. And with victory, the cool thing about victory is they don't, they don't allow, uh, people to sell arrows online. And so we were, we were kind of out in the cold with them for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when they really looked at, Cause they're, they're all about the pro shop and which is fantastic. And I love brands that are like that, For that sure. are really core, like core. And we talked to them and said, listen, like we feel like what we're doing is exactly what good pro shops do. Mm-hmm. And they looked at our outfit, looked at our situation. So, so the, the victory arrows, you can only get through the arrow ID on, uh, on black Ovis. You can't just buy them, you know, buy the shafts and, and have a shipping shipping to you. You have to have yeah, them so awesome. through the custom build. So victory has been pretty stoked about that. And we, we love the partnership with those guys. Um, They're great. And, and our, yeah. I mean, we, our demand for victory keeps growing and growing. So good. Um, That's good to hear. That's good for us too, because yeah, um, I'm in love with the rip TKO mm-hmm. and we talk about that arrow and I've shot that Super arrow for, popular. I mean, yeah. is it, you think it's probably one of the most popular arrows right now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, outside, you know, you're looking at it, it goes to head to head with the Easton Axis, which mm-hmm. is uh, a lot of guys shoot. Easton's probably got a little bit more um, like notoriety as far as that that Axis arrow, but that Rip TKO, man, there are so many dudes trying to get their hands on that arrow right now. That's what, um, and I don't know what, how your guys' availability is right now on them, but everyone else, like my local shop is sold out. I cannot get them. So I'm like, well, try Black Ovis. Um, so I don't know what the availability is now. Maybe you don't know off the top of your head, but he's looking it it's up. another place to check for <laughs> I'm sure. Looking it up right now. But the, the cool thing is, like I said, is is it can't you can't get it just by buying on the site. It has to be part of the build process. So if yeah. a guy, if there is like you know, if one of you guys or, or a buddy is you know, or one of your listeners wants to buy that um, arrow and build it themselves, yeah, we're not we're not going to be that resource, mm-hmm. but. Uh, um, well, we're working class bow hunter, man. A lot of guys are working and yeah, right. <laughs> don't have time to build arrows. So they might know what they want, 
right but not have the time to build it time so, or capability yeah. like he was saying this is so cool that like because most people just buy a box of arrows and like okay now i have to find somewhere to get them cut get the inserts put in yeah and then fletching most i mean most archery shops do do that but i hate you know, fletching arrows i don't care what oh it says. sucks i don't trust myself some people find <laughs> therapy in fletching arrows not me <laughs> no so we do i just looked up the inventory we do have inventory on the tko's well, there 350, you go. 350, yeah, 350 and 400 spine. So there you oh, go. Oh, money. Cool. Well, good. I'm yep. glad I didn't. Was like, ah, no, we're out, Kurt. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you delete that from the podcast? Please? Yeah, can you sure. cut that part out? <laughs> hey, get people to the Arrow ID Builder. It's pretty awesome. And it's easy to find there. You, you go to Black Ovis, you'll see it. So now's the time to start it, thinking about that. It's funny when you do, you know what? I mean, I think. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you guys do uh, for for work wise or your listeners, but when, when you start a business, sometimes it's, I don't know. Sometimes you have super super high expectations. Other times you just don't know, and so you don't, you don't really know like what it, you know, what it can do or will do. I mean, we certainly had no. I mean, I, if I, if if twelve thirteen years ago you would have said, hey, I'm sitting in an office, you know, with forty so employees and and 50,000 square feet of a warehouse i'd be like you are smoking the crap <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it, it look you know it's like here we are and and it's yeah and the same thing with arrow id when we i remember when we built it we had a kid that worked for us he actually works for mountain ops now he's a he's a designer over there um super super good kid. i love that guy a ton and he uh he's actually he's the only person i have that will work on my i'm like i don't want anyone to touch my bow except for chris but he uh, he said we should do this, and so we like okay, and then and then we're just like, well, who's going to build the arrows? He's like, I'll build them just on my desk in between, like kind of what I'm doing. And we <laughs> thought we thought okay, well, it, we shouldn't be bad, so we invested the money in all this custom software, and then um, we thought if we can just sell one build per day, so 365 builds in the year, it'll at least pay for most of the software, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe we'll sell a few extra arrows, you know, on the side, kind of. You know, yeah. And yeah, we, we, uh, after about two months, he's like, fellas, I can't build these <laughs> in my desk anymore. So, <laughs> no, so, and we've, t- we've, t- we've taken our lumps, man. It's the, the one thing about starting a business or starting a part of a business is, is it's hard to plan for what will happen. And yeah, cause you never, never know. Gonna, it's never going to be perfect either. Like there's always going to be something that's not, Maybe the system's not perfect or whatever, but you just you just plow forward. We yeah. just always had that attitude, like we're all just going to put our, our you know our you know just put our nose to the grindstone and work yeah. hard. So, and, so uh, does Arrow ID have its own warehouse now? <laughs> it, it's got a section of the warehouse that's like that's Arrow ID land. It's pretty and and it's kind of prime real estate too. We've had. Her uh, idea land like Lego land. It's got its own little. <laughs> that's spot. cool, man. I, I love the concept of it. It's badass, really. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's cool, and um, yeah, I I've uh, it gets pretty hairball. I mean, when guy, there's a lot of guys that procrastinate out there. I'm one of them, but yeah. uh, but we get it gets gnarly, uh, July and August, and so uh, I've uh, you know, I'm not too, hopefully not toot my my horn too much, but I've I've pulled a couple all nighters um, last year and the year before, just trying to help churn out arrows and build, mm-hmm. you know, build a get get guys build out because we know how close hunting is getting and people get yeah they get a little friend they get a little well, wild especially and, out oh, where yeah. you guys are at i mean our october one is like our yeah. seasons here yeah. Iowa, illinois it's 
I mean, late August, some places, right out your guys' way. Yeah, we oh. we start August, uh, like August fifteenth, August twentieth. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, that's really uh, crazy. Wild. Montana antelope opens. Uh, archery opens around that time. Colorado archery opens uh, antelope around that time, and then September one for basically most of the West. So, so uh, what you're saying is, all right, Midwest listeners, everyone else, just you don't need to listen, Midwest listeners. If you want to get arrows <laughs> through the Arrow ID Builder, get your orders in probably now so you're not fighting the Western the procrastinators Westies. that are trying to get yeah. their builds in closer to yeah, their season. No joke. Or wait or or wait till after September one and it lulls off a little bit, but but I yeah. know y'all are after are, September first, uh, then they'll all be hunting. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, then everybody but, at Black Ovis will be hunting, so then the delay on your arrows. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's like, it, gets, it gets rough because guy every, people that are building and everyone else is like, hey, we want to go hunt. It's like, no, we gotta build arrows. Yeah, how's it work uh, there at, at Black Ovis and Camo Fire and Crispy? How do you delegate vacation time during hunting season? Well, I, it, that can't be fun. Oh, Seniority. Dude. For me, as a, I'm trying to <laughs> trying to play uh, the nice guy, and I have to play the heavy hand. But it's uh, it's cool because we've actually got some dudes that aren't archers. So they're 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 like, hey, go go at it on uh, you know first September. Yeah, pizza so party got, when you're not here. <laughs> we've got other guys that are uh, that are you know not rifle guys. So we we've got a good mix of of guys that hunt basically October and a mix of guys that hunt uh, August September. Perfect. But uh, there is a little bit of a pecking order. Like, we can't just vacate the entire office. Phones um, <laughs> yeah, so, are just ringing. You'd like to, but you can't. Oh, I know, man. That's that's the that's the misnomer. People think, oh, I'm going to work in the industry, in the hunting industry, and then I'm going to hunt. All, I'm going to just, it's going to be awesome. It's like, well, guess what? Everyone you work with wants the same exact vacation. Yep. So um, <laughs> unless you're in a business that can literally shut down for a month and it's tough and chances yeah you you may not get the exact you know time off that you want but uh yeah but no i mean trust me it's so rad talking gear and working around product and with people that are are like-minded mm-hmm. passionate yeah but the, in the same way and that's that's the coolest part of of you know being a business owner and working in this industry is mm-hmm. i'm around people that think like me they they're passionate about the stuff like me and i get to talk to people that are equally as passionate if not more on a daily basis like yeah it keeps you like keeps you motivated it keeps mm-hmm. you like keeps you going keeps you wanting to innovate and do cool things with your business oh, absolutely and and I'm, i feel like i'm more in touch because i mean if i'm selling mattresses like i mean right get to, i mean you don't wake up think i can't wait to go build a new mattress <laughs> <laughs> some guys talk, might you never know but go stretch, talk, like, uh, talk mattresses with people but it, build you know, bad like, boys Look at the springs on this one. <laughs> we got to come to work and talk, talk hunting and get passionate. And to hear, hear, I mean, I get on, that's why I really love being on the phone talking to customers. Cause like, I got to hear them talk about what they're stoked about, what, what hunt they got coming up and why they're planning for that, where, where they're going and, and how I can potentially help them get into the right gear yeah. and, and you know, save as much money as they can. And that's dude, it's rad. I love it. Yeah. No, that has to be cool. It's it's a cool, really cool business to be in the way you guys are set up. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, I mean, I know there's always negatives to the job and people say that's a dream job, but that's one of what could be a dream job for a lot of guys. Yeah, um, totally. I'm going to ask you a question. Maybe there's not an answer to it because it's probably too hard to scale, but uh-huh. based off what you see come and go and trends and stuff like that and what people are buying through Black Ovis and Camo Fire, 
what right now that just uh, today and it probably changes tomorrow or next week what's hot right now like what are people buying a lot of what are people talking about like what are people snagging up and it can be any category that comes to mind but and maybe it's a few things right like right now today right now yeah yeah oh uh you know what's crazy so trekking poles and i don't know if it's because it's shed season out here in the west and, mm-hmm. and people are trekking poles and bear season starting here in the west yep um boots i mean crispy just dropped their new models like we got, we got we got in like three of them and and one of them the new laponia would basically torch through um mm-hmm. So we're begging for more. Uh, I have a little bit of pole over there, so we'll see what we can do. Yeah, um, yeah a little bit of pole. Just a little bit. You know a guy. The, uh, I know, right? Um, camping. Some of the camping stuff is really picking up right now, like mm-hmm. like sleeping pads, um, water filters. Guys are starting to think about, like, okay, Memorial Day is coming up, uh, you know, a little bit over a month. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on my first kind of camping trip, or yeah. maybe it's because it's bear season. Um, people are doing, picking that up, but those things are, those things are hot right now. Yeah. It was so getting... weird trekking poles. I thought that's, that's the, <laughs> but we've been smoking them lately. Yeah. And you guys have black Ovis branded trekking poles. We do. We do. We, we carry black Ovis, the, the peak 60 sticks, the muley freak, um, <laughs> Sissy, the, Sissy Rock, sticks. <laughs> the, uh, lecky. We, in fact, lecky has been selling like crazy right now. Um, mm. and they are a trekking pole only company, mm-hmm. but, uh, and then the black Ovis and camel farm models have been doing really well, but it, yeah, it's, it's funny to watch the different categories, uh, at different times of the year. Like all, all, you know, oftentimes I'll go out, in the warehouse and help with some of the shipping or I've just kind of observe kind of what's going on or, or we get pulled into, I mean, we, our attitude here is, is nothing's below anyone. Like mm-hmm. we all work together. And so, the, I mean, there's times I'm loading the truck or I'm picking, picking orders or I'm helping put product back on the shelves because mm-hmm. we've got, you know, stuff that came in and it's interesting to see kind of that flow. That's important. Um, I think in a work environment. Oh, absolutely. It's good. What? Just yeah. having like ever all hands on deck because it keeps oh. everyone on like, there's no um, like false egos being fluffed anywhere. It's like everyone's a part of the family at that. Well, point. true, it, and that says like you actually care about the business. That you're out there helping them, putting truck, you know, putting stuff on the shelves, driving fork truck. I mean, that that means a lot. Yeah, we. It's it's just kind of how we're programmed. I mean, we've got guys. We've had guys come on board, and I can tell within a couple of days if they're going to make it or not. And mm-hmm. like I remember one cat, he came on and and. And after the, I think it's middle of the second day, I'm like, bro, you need to pick up that phone. We've got customers calling. And he goes, don't we have people for that? And I was like, <laughs> you are the people. <laughs> that cat's not going to last. And then he literally, a couple weeks later, he's like, I just don't think this is a real fit for me. And I'm like, yep, I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, we've got a, we've got a, a guy that's going to start in the buying team, uh, next Monday. And he's had, He's got Fridays, his current job, he's got Fridays off. So he's been working each Friday. And instead of being working in the buying world, um, I had him, we've had him going through customer service training. He shipped, shipped product. He helped with receiving. So he did like do a half morning receiving half a half a day, like putting away product. And all that is so important because then he understands his role in the entire part of our business. Yeah. But he also understands like, like, hey, I'm I. Nothing is below me. Even though I got a nice, you know, desk to sit at, and I, I get to talk product all day long and buy product. Like walking out of the warehouse, if I say, hey, Colby, I need you to help pick orders this morning. He's like, sure, I know cool. how to do it, and I don't right. feel like it's below me. So yeah, that's, that's super awesome. important for a cult from a culture standpoint. And I hope 
I hope that that also translates to kind of the way we, when we talk to customers, we don't feel mm-hmm. like, like we're cooler than them. That's, that's the, that nothing sucks more than going into a, like an archery shop or, oh. or a sports shop. Yeah. And, and you're, and that dude is so cool that, you know, he, 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 you should just be stoked that you even get to talk to him. And, and man, that's such a bad vibe. Yeah. And, and so that's we, like, uh, that's sad to say that's a lot of archery shops. Yeah. It is for sure. It's terrible. It's so I, I'm, I mean, I hope that our guys, I called an archery how, shop yesterday and they yeah. cool guide me on the phone. I'm not kidding. And no I was way. so bummed and tattoo shops are the same way. I go to a lot of tattoo shops. The, when you walk in, the guy at the front counter is usually like, what do you want? It's like, well, I'm trying to pay you. <laughs> I'm trying to get a tattoo. Yeah, you want my money or not? <laughs> because See, I'm not here wallet. to bake a cake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm trying to pay you. Like, don't be mean to me. But there's a shop that I go to now has great, like, customer service, and I compliment them on it every time. I'm like, this is uncommon in your industry. Do you know that? And they're like, oh, yeah, we know. That's why we're changing it. So, yeah, we, it's a big we've deal. got a storefront here where locals would come in and, you know, try on boots and, and whatnot. And it was cool. It was rewarding for me because a couple weeks ago, I just happened to pop in. Uh, I was jumping in the storefront for something, and there was a guy there, and uh, a guy, a kid, Bryce, that works for us, was out there helping him. And and this guy knew somehow he knew that I was the owner or, or whatever. And he said, "Hey, he goes, I just want to tell you, man, I I love coming in here, Bryce and and Bailey and Evan and we, you know Weston or whoever has been helping him." Um, he goes, these cat. he goes, these guys are like just good dudes. Yeah. Like, he goes, I, I always feel super welcome in here. And I said, man, I'm so glad to hear that. And he, <laughs> I think he said he was some project manager for some company and he has, I don't know, like 50, 80 employees or something like that. So he's obviously fairly important in his business, but it was cool to hear him say that, that he felt like he felt welcome and he didn't feel like kind of talked down to. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope that is an experience that we give like everybody. It's just, it's just common respect, right? I mean, it is, yeah, yeah. So. It is too. But man, you think think from someone that's out of our space, out of our industry, that so badly wants to learn how to hunt and do or or camp or get into hiking or whatever it yeah. is, and you walk into this environment where every you you think everybody around you is an expert, and any question you ask is going to be a dumb question, so you're mm-hmm. automatically a little more hesitant than normal. Yep. To go in and have the person kind of be an a-hole to you, it that sucks, you know? It, so if you go in terrible. and they're like, hey, man, what's up? What do you need? Like, we'll help you out. Like, no question's a dumb question. Just that's such a big deal, and I think that's huge for a, for a company's future. Yeah, um, absolutely. So You can turn away people doing, like, Oh man, nothing's worse, man. Nothing's worse when you go in and you don't feel like you know something. You're like, you, all right, well, I guess advice. I'm just not going camping. Right. <laughs> it, it's intimidating. I remember when I first got into archery. I mean, I was always, I was a rifle hunter. And my dad was a rifle hunter, um, and I had a buddy that that I he's my hunting partner. And we hunt every year in Colorado, and he kind of got me into it. And I remember, I remember G5 came out with a new site, and I had seen it in a magazine, and and kind of read about it and i thought this must be the cool i think it was the optic is what it was called mm-hmm. it, i thought it was a, i just thought what a cool concept i want to get this site and i walked into an archery shop here in, in salt lake in, in the archery shop and and i know the i know the guy who who ran it it's no longer in business um and, and i know you know no, he's a heck of an archer and and bottom line he's a, he's a pretty good guy but i must have caught him on a bad day or whatever and i walked in i said hey man i'm you know i just kind of kicking around i'd really like to see if you guys can order me in this g5 site 
And he goes, that site sucks. <laughs> I was all, I'm like, okay, well, and he, I think at the time he was, he was shooting CBE and he's like, nothing but CBE here in this shop. And I said, well, okay, but can you order me that? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. All right. Would, would that be all right? I'm just getting into archery. It's got my first bow. And it's like, no man, that site sucks. And I, just, <laughs> and they just kind of went about doing what he was doing. And I thought, man, okay. Other ways man. to handle that yeah. situation. Hey, I'll take my they, business somewhere else. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't like mad, but I thought, oh yeah, snakes and sparklers. That is just, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. why would I? So anyway, it's, uh, hopefully our, you know, we, we, we behave a little differently and that's just, that's who I am. That's, that's who I hope everyone that works with me and, mm-hmm. you know, how they treat people. So. I think great qualities and uh, a great mission as a brand because absolutely we've all been there as customers, man. Nothing's worse than that. Like that guy should have just been like, "Hey, man, we shoot this because of this," and maybe ask you some questions about what you're looking for and why. Dude, he could have upsold me in like ten seconds. I was ready to pull. Like he was like, "Here's my wallet. How much do I give you? Just give me something that's rad." Yeah, he, I mean, he could have just been like, "Oh man, you know that site's a pretty good site, but let me tell you why this one's." better you know, head and shoulders above that one bro. right exactly it's like bro no sad that side sucks <laughs> death leopard sucks <laughs> it's like all right thanks <laughs> um, thanks for your input yeah i hate that band <laughs> just trying to buy their cd man <laughs> nope <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> so, i mean yeah that is a bummer um let's talk crispy for a little bit so i've had a couple pairs of crispy i feel well okay i guess let me back up in the midwest I feel mm-hmm. like the more Western, and maybe my, okay, I'm coming from a guy from Illinois, so my terminology might make you cringe a little bit, Kendall. You might be <laughs> Dude, like, it's okay. <laughs> he's going to be me, like the guy at the archery hey, he, shop. Yeah. He answers phones for a living. He's, he's probably heard it all. Oh, he's heard it all. <laughs> he's heard, I've heard most all. Every yeah. once in a while, I get shocked, but go ahead and try. So I'm calling Crispy a Western boot, and I feel like that's fair to say. Um, and I feel like guys don't think in the Midwest before guys didn't think about crispy or some of the other brands until they wanted to go out West. Now I feel like it's pretty common to, to see somebody wearing a crispy boot in the whitetail woods. And maybe it's cause they've went West, bought the boot and they like the boot. So now they're using it here at home for whitetails. Um, that happened. That's what I did. Um, and that's what I wear. Um, I have a, I have Colorado's currently. Um, what do you feel? I, I've like got so into like explaining the breakdown that I forgot what my main question was. God damn it. Um, <laughs> well, I have a question for you actually. Can I ask? Yeah. So I'm super curious to know why do you think there's that adoption into the Midwest when there, it is, there's no doubt, there's no doubt the crispy or, or another high performance boots are looked at as a western boot mm-hmm. but but it, it it's it's been interesting for us to watch the adoption of guys that are buying them that have either some intention at some point down the road or no intention to go you know west but they still want that particular boot it's it's like what what is happening in in your neck of the woods mm-hmm. um because like i go to i go to kentucky every year for a week week and a half for whitetail hunting hey guys sorry to interrupt this amazing episode uh but we want to talk to you about thermosy we really thought it was important enough to stop and talk about what you're sitting on when you're in the turkey woods very important when you're in the late season deer woods are do you really have the d wedge to give you the support you need when a boss gobbler's coming into a decoy do you 
If you don't, you should. Are you sitting in a tree stand? Is your butt cold? Who are you? Yeah. Imagine a boss gobber coming in and your butt hurts. I mean, you're uncomfortable. And yeah. your butt's wet? Yeah. You got a wet no butt. No one wants a wet butt. Dude, you can't have a wet butt. <laughs> and you can't have a wet butt when you're trying to kill turkeys. And you can't have a cold butt when you're trying to kill deer. That's right. You know what to do? Get yourself a thermos seat, whatever one applies for you. Maybe the traditional series. It's 1049 to 1999. What are you, broke? Don't eat lunch for like two days. And, you know, if you do Skip need a code. Be a day. Use code WCTS. Save yourself some money. Thermoseat.com slash hunting. You'll find the seats you need hey, there. Skip skip lunch. Your butt will thank you later. That's right. <laughs> Just don't eat lunch for like two days. The podcast is also brought to you by Victory Arrows. Uh, I am currently shooting the Rip TKO. I believe that's going to be my setup for all the hunts this fall. Same. Eric? I'm shooting the, the SSs this year. So get on it. Start thinking about your Fancy arrows. Yeah. We, in this episode, we talk about the Black Ovis Arrow ID Builder. Mm-hmm. Um, get ahead of things. Get ready. Get your arrows going. You will thank us later that we talked you into it. So get after it. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Huntworth Gear. Uh, Huntworth, I think, makes the best clothing for the price. And Absolutely. my two new favorite camo patterns, um, great-looking patterns, great gear, um, they're known for their gloves, but I'm telling you, if you're on the fence about getting new gear or what to get, try Huntworth. We really think you'll like it. I've enjoyed every piece of gear I have. You can use code oh, WCB15 yeah. at Huntworth and get yourself looking fresh and uh, feeling good, too. You can feel good when you get okay. out there. Um, also, pullback. Looking good's half the battle. Okay. Yeah, it's good. You got to look good. Podcast is also brought to you by Pullback and Let Go. Um, I'm wearing a Pullback and Let Go zip-up hoodie right now. Doug's I'm wearing a hoodie, too. Just top quality gear, and they have gear to make your wife happy. That's right. So if you're looking to get some gear, you can order your wife some goodies, and everything is good, baby. You know top what I'm saying? Smooth you, sailing. You can't kill big deer if your wife sucks, so help her not suck by getting her some pullback and let go gear. Some hunt gear. You know, you like that? Hey. Whoa. The podcast also brought to you by Camo Fire. We don't really need to give that plug, hence this episode. But we will. But we will. Camo Fire. Check it out. Camofire.com. You'll see what we've been talking about. Delete um, browser history. And the podcast is brought to you by Novix Tree Stands. We rocked the Echo this fall. We rocked the Hilo this fall. We're looking into a run again for this coming fall. We're doing some giveaways yep. at the shoot with Novix Tree Stands. Um, and when we draw from the trade show giveaway. Um, so there's a code now for Novix. People have been asking about this code. So this is where it gets sweet with the Novix code. Code WCB22 for stands and sticks. It's a limited code, so it's good for 200 uses. So oh, okay, once that 200 uses is capped, it's gone. So it's if you have a Novix that you're wanting to buy for this fall, use the code because after the code is gone, it's gone. 200 uses. Code WCB22. I think I need about two hundred more stands. So. I, you always need more stands. But Eric, if 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 you're uh, if you're on the fence, don't this be. Is the time to do it. Now's the time to do it. Save yourself some money. Um, check them out, Novix, um, and they are American made in Central Illinois, and they're great people and mm-hmm. ethical people. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, do the right thing for yourself and your wallet. And thank you for sitting through our wonderful ads. And back to the episode. Thanks for being here. And none of the guys I hunt with, and none of the other guys I've seen, as I you know go into like the 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 where the deer processor, nobody's wearing like what I would call Western boots or crispies. Yeah. But it's been super interesting. So I don't know. I'd love to hear your your thoughts on why why is there that adoption 
happening really in the last two to three years. Yeah, I was going to say two to four years. So here's my perspective, and maybe Doug and Eric have different perspectives. I think a lot of it is, well, most guys here wear rubber boots. I was just going to say, that's what I was going to say. If I'm not... It's a go-to. And it's the scent control thing that's embedded in our heads in the whitetail woods, which is a great thing to think about. Um, Big advocate for thinking about that. Uh, I've always wore rubber boots Mm -hmm. um, since the beginning um, for creek crossings and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Well, well, swampy ground. Swampy ground. I think where I probably could have benefited from a boot like Crispy, you know, back in the day a lot longer, guys that are in the mobile tree stand hunting game or if they're hunting mm-hmm. out of a saddle, they're looking for a boot that's more agile that you can move around in. You can move a little quicker and it's a little lighter. Um, I have a, I have non-insulated. My Colorados are non-insulated. So, I got them for my Western hunting, and I wore them up until it got, like, frigid, frigid. Pretty much this year, the end of November, I wore those boots all the way through. And I'm going in with tree stands on my back, and I'm able to climb up a tree and feel agile instead of clunky. And, like, I got five-pound weights on each foot when I'm trying to walk through and be quiet. So I think probably the mobility part is the big adoption, Um, going from a rubber boot to a more agile type hiking western hunting boot i think that's the main thing from my perspective maybe i'm missing something but that's my outlook on it how so so rubber boots how much of i've never so i've never considered that and and that's because i don't come from a scent control like background Mm -hmm. that's not like what i don't think about that as my one of my primary features now all the guys i hunt with in tennis in in Kentucky, there's a couple guys from Tennessee and a couple guys from Michigan, and they all have the Ozonics uh, like bags, and they're yep. militant about that. But when it comes to footwear, are you using rubber boots because of the scent control element of the rubber doesn't retain the the odor, or are you using it more because that's what your grandpappy used and that's what like your dad used? And it's probably or, a little or are you using it because it's got both. it's really like yeah. like you were saying crossing streams going through it just like you're never getting wet in a rubber boot yeah it's like the argo of boots i guess out i think mainly it's scent control (laughs) and (laughs) not having wet feet is my opinion yeah okay but yeah the scent thing you spray your boots down with your scent spray or whatever it is and you're good but then you're they don't breathe so the insides stink pretty bad but oh terrible um i think that's the main thing um but for me i just liked my Colorado so much that and they're not getting snagged up. I'm not cussing because I'm, I mean, when you walk in he- heavy rubber boots, it's clunky. Especially shed hunting. No, oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. So I think that's the big thing is, you know, mobile hunting is, um, and I, and maybe it's a fad. It's not a fad. It's a scene that in the whitetail woods that has really gained popularity a lot in the last five years. And yeah, I think it's just a big time. Yeah, it's just easier to be mobile when you're hiking in with a stand and sticks on your back or a saddle or whatever you're using to not have to worry about big giant rubber weights on your feet. Yeah, and when I mean last last year in Kentucky, I uh, I mean this we've got we're we've got I'm on a lease with these guys and there's like 800 acres, so um, it was. You know, we've got, I don't know how many stands we've got set up. I mean, I, like these guys, they love it because they're like, hey, can you get 
a deal on some stands. I'm like, you are talking to the right guy. <laughs> um, you know, like yeah. we need some trail cameras, like check. Like, yeah. Practice yeah. yeah. Go check. to camel fire. You could probably find a deal. I mean, so those, I mean, those guys, the they link. do a ton of work on that property and I end up uh, supplying a lot of gear because I can't fly out to Kentucky to work on it, but hey, it works I out. I was, it's, it's a great arrangement. I love it. Uh, they, uh, but they, uh, even though we've got, I don't know, 15 or 20 stands and some ground, you know, some elevated blinds, not, I didn't sit in one of our stands or one of our blinds last time I was in Kentucky. I, I, I fully have embraced the mobile hunting and, and, uh, tree stand or tree saddle. And so, but what the benefit was is there were a couple of days, a couple of days that I did just have like my alpha burlies on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were multiple days that I had just my crispies on the wild rocks I was using cause it was a little colder. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, there's a, I mean, you guys know, there's a noticeable difference between hanging out on a saddle or climbing, climbing sticks and then hanging out on a saddle for four or five hours in a boot that's got a good solid like bottom versus mm-hmm. in your rubber boots. Um, yeah from a comfort and stability standpoint, not to mention how, you know, whether you're hiking, you know, 200 yards or two miles to wherever you're going to be hunting, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that, that's, you know, maybe a little bit minor, but yeah, I don't know. I've, I theorized that maybe that's something to do with it, but, uh, yeah, but I guess I never see, I've used my crispies on my saddle platform, but I never, my feet were great, you know, right. but I never, I'm trying to think, I don't think I ever hunted, out of my trophy line setup with my rubber boots because I would imagine I would feel that pressure from the platform yeah. on the center of my feet, but yeah. I had my Colorado's on, which is stiffer on the bottom. So maybe that's what, uh, I mean, that probably kept me more comfortable. I just didn't realize it cause I didn't have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, when they, if you swing around, like let's say your platform's like, you know, one direction, you kind of swing around and you're on the edge of the platform on the side of it. Yeah. Kind of pushing off the sides. You're not really, you're more in the saddle kind of pushing off the side. I remember doing that in the rubber in those alpha burlies and it was like three minutes later, I'm all my foot, you're fidgety and I can't, yeah. it's just, you know, cause it's right on the ball of my foot. Cause usually like in that situation, I've got like, a, uh, or I'll reach down with one foot and put it on the top of my last, uh, cl- like climbing stick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I, if I haven't set it too high, but yeah, the, the, there's a huge difference for me. So I thought maybe that had something to do with it, but I, I there's I a lot of that. guys that are that are saying, "Hey, I can get the performance out of a, like a boot like a crispy," and there's a lot of guys that you know. So that early season, I'm not, you know, I'm not basically have a sweat bucket on each foot, mm-hmm. and or I've got somewhat technical. Let's 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 use air quotes in that terrain. Or legitimately, guys are going into Adirondacks or other places. They're like, "Dude, I hike a ton." And I've always just kind of dealt with it with with you know inferior footwear, but mm-hmm. um, it's pretty cool to see that adoption. And 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 then you have the guys that are buying it for those purposes. With that, in a couple of years, I'm probably going to go to Colorado yeah. or mm-hmm. Wyoming. And so for sure, um, I think there's still a lot of guys that I talk to out of the Midwest that think it's going to take me a year to break these in. I'm like, bro, you're going to be, those will be golden in about three weeks. Yeah. Right. For sure. I think uh, too, with half a dozen hikes with like the name crispy, you know, you said it's growing tremendously. I think it's slowly making its way this way. You know, you guys Mm -hmm. being a Western company, it was probably majorly popular out there. So I think the word is kind of slowly getting to the Midwest right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just kind of my thought. And I'll say this too, Kendall, they look cool. And that doesn't hurt. <laughs> right. Right. It doesn't hurt. Like the, the, the orange stores, 
that's the first pair of Krispies I bought. They're pretty rad looking. Like I love those boots. I, and you know what? And we did the Harrisburg PA show, which is a nine day show. I wore my Krispies over half the time of that show because my feet hurt standing. So mm-hmm. I put my Krispies on just for support. But um, on this topic, if there's somebody from the Midwest that, you know, has, they want to go West, um, they're in the market to buy a boot like that. Maybe they want one just for their mobile game or whitetail game. Um, I know it's probably hard to, and maybe it's not, but to find a boot that kind of can do both. Mm-hmm. What would be the first boot? You'd be like, hey, look at this one. See if you like what it offers um, and go from there. What would be the first one or two you'd probably recommend? Summit for sure, um, which has the same upper as what you have in your Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so versatile. Summit is, is is not quite as stiff a flex as the Colorado. It's lighter weight. It's just a super comfortable boot. There's few guys that ever complain about that boot. and, and uh, But it breathes extremely well. And so it has a lot of, a lot of capabilities in the, in the East or Midwest and it's, it's right at home. And I've hunted, I've hunted steep, gnarly stuff in Colorado and Washington and, and in that, in that boot and all over Utah. So that's one that I would say out of the gate guys should look at and say, like, if I want to kind of do everything boot, um, East coast, Midwest, West, the summit's certainly one. Okay. Um, the, the Valdrez would be another one because it's a little lighter weight, not quite as bulky as like the Nevada, but it's all leather with a, with a stretch nylon tongue. So it breathes exceptionally well for a leather boot. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause so there's some guys that they just say, Hey, I, I like a leather boot or I like a more traditional, or I feel like I'm in, you know, nasty thorn type country. And so I don't want the the fabric to get pierced by a, you know, by a thorn or, right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So those two would be right off the, right off the bat. I would say like, take a look at those two. And then okay. if there's a third one, it's, it's going to be the Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't have, I mean, you probably noticed the difference between the Thor and the Colorado, the, the Colorado on the upper has so much more stability in mm-hmm. the, like for ankle support versus the Thor. And that's what I needed. Like I realized when I went to Colorado for the first time that I have the ankles of a baby giraffe. <laughs> and, and I never thought if someone was like, you got, you got little girl ankles. I'll be like, no, I'm a no. man. I went to Colorado and I'm like, I got little girl ankles. <laughs> I remember Buckstar and put a video of just you slipping. Well, it's me trying to cross creeks with worn out ankles. Like my ankles got tired, you know. I'm like, oh, got no. weak ass ankles. Yeah, I'm falling in a creek. I'm like, I can't walk. My ankles are broke. So, I went with Colorado's, and then Clint taught me how to lace them up for extra support, which I didn't know. I didn't do my research. So he's like, dude, what are you doing here? Let me show you. So I'm like, he's like, oh. he's like your dad. Put put your shoe yeah. right up here on my knee. Let me lace those for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, Clint, Clint tied them off. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get the rabbit ears right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> loop, swoop, and pull. Now your shoes on the game. So funny that it's uh it's interesting how many guys and it, that's what's kind of interesting about the the various models that we sell because there's there's some that will do more work for you, and there's some that that rely on your you and your body and your ankles in this case to do more work and and it's. And a lot of people think like it's one, you know, one boot fits everything. And it's, it's not necessarily the case. Like I, I don't, I mean, I've, I've broken my ankles a handful of times. I don't feel like I have weak angles. I like, I used to trail run a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually like a boot that doesn't have a lot of ankle support. Um, but then I got into that, but you know, so I was using, I use like the Laponia and the summit, um, the Achieva mid, 
Um, when I get into more technical type terrain, I do love the Nevada and I like the Colorado too. Sometimes mm-hmm. it feels a little bit, I mean, I like, I could put a boot like the Colorado on and I feel like I'm just like kicking in doors and taking names later. I mean, it's like, it's like a man, it's a man's boot, you know, so, <laughs> but I, uh, I put on the floor and I, I love it from a comfort standpoint. I absolutely love it. I, it was the last, probably the last boot I never, I had ever tried in our lineup. I kind of poo pooed it a little bit for a while. And there was a pair that came back as a, like a customer used it twice. We thought it was still new. So we refunded him. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, this thing's used. We can't sell it. And so I was going to Montana for a 3d archery shoot. And I uh, said, man, I want to try some Thor's. So the, luckily for me, I found a pair of that pair was my size. And I ran around that mountain. I said, I was actually setting up a course, the camel fire course for the uh, Northwest mountain challenge. Mm-hmm. And dude, I thought, I thought my ankles, I thought I was going to break my dang ankles because that boot does not have a ton of ankle support. Mm-hmm. Um, super comfortable, ridiculously comfortable. And I loved it for just rolling around. But when I got in technical train, even though that's built for somewhat technical train, it, I realized, okay, the boot, this boot is designed for technical train side healing. But when you want your ankle to do more of the work versus having the boot do more of the work. So mm-hmm. every boot has a different like trade off of how much you're going to do more work and how much the boots going to do the work for you. And, and yeah. finding the right one is a little bit of a little bit of a, an Easter egg hunt for some people and other people, they know exactly what they need. Right. But I guess what's cool about that. And I shoes are, are kind of a thing, shoes and boots and stuff like that are kind of a thing guys and girls nerd out on. And, mm-hmm. and you see it from whatever people collect shoes and are into it. I'm dude. I like vans. That's like my daily you know, oh, yeah. but I feel like it's screwed my feet because I wear those flat checkered vans all the time. So I feel like I got wide, flat feet. So for me, the Colorado, I don't know if they're just a little wider or whatever, but they fit, I love them. Like I feel super comfortable in them and I like my Thors, but I like my Colorado's a lot better. Hmm. Um, so, but- yeah, I think that's my problem. I've never been in like a nice boot. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I go buy the rubber boot or whatever's yeah. on sale at Dick's Sporting Goods. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's comfortable. Wear it for a couple of days. Like, yeah, it sucks. But I'm, <laughs> so I'm just going to wear it to yeah, wear it out, it, though. <laughs> you just, uh, well, I mean, you can kill a lot of good animals and just mediocre products. So it's not right. Just because you buy a $400 boot doesn't mean you're going to kill bigger animals. But it, yeah, it, man, it's just a, it's a tough threshold. And I get it 100%. Like, whatever I know, everyone knows I mean, if you got sore dropped. feet. You yeah. ain't gonna stay out there as long either. I would have never dropped. I mean, me personally. I mean, let me let, let me back out of my you know who I am, and, and the access to to the product I have. If I was on the other side of the counter, and and I was staring down the barrel of four hundred bills for a for a pair of boots, I, I mean, I I would think more than twice. I would be like, "Are you smoking?" Mm-hmm. But and my wife, I mean, good heavens, she would probably come unglued, and she and but I. When I go back to what you just said, you know, when you have an experience that is is just terrible because of your feet, mm-hmm. man, no amount of money I think is too much. Uh, right. And I've talked to guys. I remember talking to this cat at a at the sheep show a couple like a year a couple of years ago, but right before Rona, and he, uh, I remember he came in. And he was just like, "Dude, I went on this sheep hunt," and I immediately cut him off. Like, "Dude, how was it? That's so sick." And he's like. I hated that hunt. Oh, <laughs> what? And he goes, I, he said he sheep hunts every year. So obviously the guy's got more cash than the three of us, you know, combined times two, but <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. uh, he or the four of us, but he, uh, 
he told me, he goes, I sheep hunt every year and I bought XYZ boot and by day two it tore me up, but I had no choice. And he goes, it took me a month and a half for my feet to recover. I basically had to wear <laughs> flip-flops to work and, and he was telling me all this stuff. And so, you know, you think about that. I mean, that's an extreme situation, but you have a, you have a situation like that. Dude, everything you plan for, all the hopes, aspirations, the money spent, all for nothing or basically right. nothing because – your feet got, you know, you're, you know, you were focused on your feet the entire hunt versus focusing on the hunt. Nothing's worse, man. If your feet are gone, you're screwed, especially on a on a hunt like that. Right. I know once in a lifetime for any of us. Yeah. It's like. Especially no out things. here, you know, we're walking a couple hundred yards maybe to the stand. You know, it's not like. It's pretty easy going. It's pretty easy going, right. Yeah. But I, let, let me give you an example. So it, the, you go to any of, a, you know, anyone that's just regular working guy like like the most of us mm-hmm. um it's you know you go well yeah i get it if you're going on a sheep hunt or whatever I, I used to teach skiing years ago um that's what i did through high school and college i was a ski instructor and i remember i used to talk to people and they would say hey w- you know i don't ski all that often you know i only come out like from new york or chicago or wherever they're coming from i come out once a year and i ski for a week so i I, I just can't see myself spending that kind of money on my own boots and my own skis. And I used to tell them, I'd say, listen, if you only have two or three weeks of vacation and you're going to spend one of those two or three weeks for your entire year coming on this vacation to ski and you're going to rent crappy gear, I'm like, no way. You should be investing in the best gear you possibly can buy. So you make that week so good or the experience that the equipment is not the fault of your, you know, the joy of your experience. So yeah. I, I think the same way, and it's just a different perspective to mm-hmm. look at it. If you're, whether you're hunting, you know, uh, doll sheep in Alaska or you're hunting, you know, coyotes in, in, you know, in North Dakota or what, or anything in between, it's like, if you, if you're really passionate about it and then you're going to sacrifice your, your own, you know, your free time, which comes at a high cost for all of us, mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you invest in the best product you absolutely can get for whatever money you absolutely have available? And and so then you're not focusing on the on the gear. You're just focusing on the, what you're what, there what to you, do. Yeah, what you're there to do. So mm-hmm. I, it's just a different perspective. And I, I, I think that that would help me personally to overcome the cost standpoint, not just for boots, for but for any gear. It's like buy the best thing gear you can and then just, you know, get after it. For uh, sure. Because otherwise you're going to be you may have a lesser than experience because of faulty equipment or, or subpar equipment. It's great advice, especially guys like building points for this certain tag. And then they, you know, you have this much time to prepare for it and you know, you don't want to have something screw you up. Yeah, absolutely. It's that whole buy once cry once type mentality a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe that's not exactly, but I I get what you're saying. It's like, for me, if I'm going, I don't want to think about, my feet hurting and ruining my hunt when I saved up to that's buy all that. Gonna, yeah, it's yeah. all you're going to think about the whole you time. Yeah, saved up to buy that elk tag or yeah, whatever. Two days in, your feet are done, gone. <laughs> that's just one big yeah. buster. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it, it's 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 funny all the different stories we hear. Um, of guys imagine. that when they're finally come over, you know, they're finally like, okay, I'm ready to buy like a high end boot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the reasons why, and there's it's like I've heard the whole gamut, and it's uh. And it's cool. It's cool to see people finally get to that point. And I'm completely fine with people. Like, they're just like, hey, my dandards are great. And it's like, dude, they make a good boot. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a better price point than than what we're selling at Crispy. But um, but to each, each their own. And they certainly, 
you know, can enjoy the outdoors in either product, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, you can do it. You can go with whatever gear you want, but just what you want to do with it and what you're looking to get, man. I, mm-hmm. I'm i a fan. So, but man, you got, man, you guys are just in in the goods when it comes to business in this <laughs> industry, man. It's cool to see. Get a little bit it's of everything. E- it's even cooler that you're, you're cool. Because it'd be a bu- oh, thank you. It'd be a, it'd be a bummer if you weren't. <laughs> hey, this podcast were awesome, but you're not that cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the end we bring it to you. <laughs> yeah, that'd nah, be- man. I I just yeah I I I just a normal dude like like you guys. I yeah. love hunting. I love uh, love talking gear, and uh, I'm just super su- I mean I'm super blessed and psyched to be to actually be where I'm at. Right. And, yeah. And uh, it's it's been a fun ride so far. We've got plenty of road in front of us too. It's good, awesome, man. It's cool. Awesome. I'm glad we can be a part of it in what little way that we're a part of it. And I know, I, no, you guys are rad. And sorry to cut you off, but I think, no, I just right. want to thank you guys. I mean, it, it's it's super fun to be involved with uh, with good good people and, mm-hmm. and guys that are like real, right? Yeah. And, and what you know, I've listened to a handful of your podcasts, and and it's just like. <laughs> Sorry, just yeah. good dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm asking. I'm not asking for a refund on that time. It was time well spent. So it, okay, good. it's uh, it's awesome, and that's you know, we're not. You're not going to build your podcast on its own, and we're not going to build our business on its own. It's it's linking up with good people and and the type of people you want to be around, and and that's what makes the the industry so uh, desirable from the outside looking in. Is for sure people people see, you know, potentially guys like me and guys like you. Um, linking up and having a good time and, mm-hmm. and doing business together. And, and, uh, and those are the fun relationships. And that's really sure. the root of why this industry is so, so uh, amazing and rewarding. And, and that's what's great about like us having more experience in this industry and like meeting more people and forming great relationships. I mean, I think it's part of growth that you, you form relationships. You're always like, you realize certain things don't work. You realize what works, what you want to do, who you want to mm-hmm. work with. Mm-hmm. And then as you mature as a business and as people within the business, like now we're just, I love every, I, I love the industry because of who we're working with. Right. Whereas, you know, you go through some growing pains and you learn, you live and you learn and you do things a little different. Mm-hmm. But now I just, the space we're in is amazing. Uh, so we're thankful for all the relationships we have and looking forward to building those relationships even stronger. So it's a ton of fun for us. So we appreciate it big time. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Well, where can people find you? Cause you're kind of everywhere. So I guess this is your moment in the podcast to plug <laughs> moment to shine. You can follow my Man. 15 Instagram accounts, black Ovis, <laughs> YouTubes, <laughs> YouTubes. Man, I'm so I'm usually not that guy to kind of toot my horn, but the uh, there's uh, yeah, Camel Fire Black Ovis on on the gram and on YouTube. Our Black Ovis channel, we don't really have much of a Camel Fire channel on YouTube, but our Black Ovis channel is it grow, it's growing and growing and growing because we, that, you know, we've had we've got a couple cool hunting films, but most of our focus on YouTube is uh, product videos, like information about gear, comparing comparing products like try to do a legitimate gear reviews and overviews and that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then crispy hunting uh, on the gram, uh, we changed it. Well, it changed it to crispy us, but if you hashtag crispy hunting or crispy boots, you can find tons of us. Um, Very cool. And, uh, and then yeah, Facebook too, for, for guys that are old like me, the YouTube videos <laughs> are helpful. If you're looking for a boot, there's a lot of great videos with crispy and you talking about boots and stuff. So um, yeah, it's and it's fun to watch them so oh good hopefully they're not too dry but i it's <laughs> I fun because like it. the guys uh the guys always give me they 
I, I love talking about gear and I talk, I've done enough videos that I can usually get it about one take. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, uh, so these guys, the guys that shoot videos here and edit, they're, they're like, man, I love editing your videos because they pretty much don't have to do, <laughs> they don't much. Have to do anything. Yeah. But <laughs> that's perfect. Not, so yeah, that's where you can find, uh, find, find our, our stores and stuff. And obviously, you know, on, on the internet too. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. Had an absolute blast. Yeah. And we ought to do this again or connect sometime when we're out West and, uh, do an in-person podcast next time around. Uh, you guys are more than welcome. Love to have you here and, uh, and, and to show you around and heck, hopefully get up in the mountains with you too. So yeah. So you can awesome. see my ankles give out. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you do got girl ankles. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to come out and get some ski lessons. I've never skied before in my life. Really? Dude, never I, ever. I still, oh. I still have a few tricks up my sleeve. I can teach you. I never ski in the mountains. I skied in the mountains of Iowa and Illinois. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> the hills. Those aren't really mountains. I'm not yeah. good at it. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go out to go skiing and then break my ankles. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, thanks, man. It's a lot of fun. Breaks your arm and an ankle. But we'll have, to, we'll have to get you out here to the Midwest and get you in studio. Maybe, I don't know, sometime this fall before you hit Kentucky. I don't know. That'll probably be inconvenient. But let's, let's... Oh, dude, I'd love it. I would, I'll would. i definitely uh, plan for a detour if, if we can connect. It'd be awesome. And it'd be cool yeah. even if. Even if, uh, you know, just, just hanging out with you guys, shooting some bows or doing some other things like that. Yeah, I love it, man. Well, uh, we'll connect. We'll get Marcus out here, run him through the Midwest mountains, see if he can survive. <laughs> teach, teach that kid about Midwest hunting. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for uh, – I think we're going to put this out as video and yep. audio. Thanks for watching and listening. You know what to do. Like we always say every week, go shoot your bow. We love you. Peace. Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.